0: Um, so, can I first get you to introduce yourself?
1: My name is Lynn, and I'm one of Peterborough's Raging Grannies. And could
0: you introduce yourself? Oh, hi, well? I'm Vicki,
1: and I am a Raging Granny.
0: And um, why are you here today?
1: We couldn't help but coming when we hear about neo Nazis and white supremacists invading a city park around the baseball? cenotaph. We're here to make our voices and our love felt. <laughs> Anyone else? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this should be and is a community of love and generosity. Um, We've looked towards inclusion, and to see something like this happen in our city, just it just does it boggles my mind. It makes me rage. Absolutely. Well, and don't you think when they see us, grannies, and know that we're full of love, that their own grannies probably are full of love, and maybe they'll change their minds. We've got to open dialogue. We've got to keep the discussion going. And we'll we sing it. We sing it. <laughs> we yeah,
2: sing it. We do. I once,
1: was lost
2: by now. I'm
1: well, I am just I'm a product of the sixties and if you read your Canadian history and you'll see that English speaking students in Montreal in the sixties learned how to be activists. And I can't go around, when things are wrong, I have to go around and say so, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Try to make a difference, yeah, yeah. Could you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Dorothy Newmaster, and I belong to a women's drumming group. And the reason I'm here at the rally is as an elder, I'm drumming the beat of the heartbeat that we all have um, the same beat. And I'm drumming for the seven generations of the grandmothers and for all the children for peace in the world. That's why I'm drumming.
3: My name is Jamie Snyder. Um, I think it's super important. I've got my son down here. It's his very first protest ever. So, yeah, you know what? This is an extremely important issue, and I think everyone needs to address it regardless of where you're at in life. Um, yeah, so people need uh, solidarity. Yeah.
0: Why is it important for you to have your son here?
3: I think he, it's very important to bring the, the next generation up. I was raised with a lot of respect, and that absolutely needs to be passed on.
0: My name is
4: Kemi Akapo, and um, as I said, welcome to Solidarity Saturday. Thank you guys so much for being here. Yes. Last week, I was walking down George Street with a friend of mine, a tall white man. And somebody asked him, hey, is that your wife? He said, yes, we're not married. But he said yes anyways. And the guy said, he said something, he mumbled something under his breath. And in that moment, I decided, normally I just walk away. But in that moment I decided, no, I'm gonna talk to this guy and see what's up. So I turned around and I I asked him, why is it that, that you were asking that question? and he sort of mumbled, walked away, and said N-word, I'm not gonna say it, but basically, look at all these black people taking our white men. So that is just one example that I, I, thank you. That is just one example of things that I face living here in Peterborough as a black woman. I cannot speak for the experiences of other black people, other peoples of color, but we are here today to say no, that is not okay but I am also here today to challenge you, particularly white allies. When you see this happening, when you hear about this happening, you need to speak up and you need to say no. As allies, as white people, you have a space, you have a power more than we do and it is your responsibility to speak up and do something about it. If you don't know how, Google it. There's lots of, lots of articles out there. You can speak to black people, you can speak to people of color, but it is not our responsibility to teach you. Do your homework.
3: Okay, that's it for me.
1: I'd like to share one teaching that i have observed all my life as i said i grew up on the reserve uh, my parents this is where we always live my grandparents lived in spanish ontario beside a residential school and what i saw there was all the guests who came even if uh, my grandparents didn't know them but the people would come from the various communities to visit their children they would all come to my grandparents house Grandparents always welcome them, they say come in, have a cup of tea. If they needed food, they would be fed. If they needed a place to stay, it was always there. It, it was just not, uh, it, it was just a given. That's just what had to happen, and many of our people like that. And when you look at uh, the world right now, where we have many, many people coming from all parts of the world, they are needy, they are hungry, they are needing a place of safety. And I think that teaching comes to mind. We should welcome welcome them with as well as we can and practice that teaching. If we are to be a community, we must take care of each other, love each other, and pass those teachings on to the generations to come. If you remember first contact, <laughs> who was here, and we've welcomed many, many people, and we're still living here, and we're still going to continue living many, many days to come. So, thank you very much.
2: jeremy bertrand but i'm better known as the street artist germ nine um yeah so uh i, I this is my neighborhood and it's the year 2017 and i am a second generation dutch immigrant and we are all immigrants the beauty of the country that we live in is that it is founded by and we are richly diverse with a multicultural people canadian people that's what they're called we are all canadian people and i I I can't handle it being swept under the rug as a locker room joke anymore. And I can't handle it being something where one guy's not saying to the other six that that's not okay. And and all of these things, it's it's not okay with me anymore. And, um, you know, when I grew up as a small child, you know, there was a lot of... The city was a lot more Caucasian then, and, uh, you know, my father side there was a lot of racism and homophobia and that's and and it wasn't until i went to jail with when i was with a more multicultural group when i was 14 and 15 years old where i actually learned and and you know and and very quickly just adapted and realized that people are all equal and i'm just a part of it do you know what i mean and so It was as early and it took jail for that for me because that's what Peterborough was like then. And that's just the way people talked. And and when I went to jail, there was these different cultures and I immediately loved it. And uh, when I heard that this was happening here in my neighborhood, I, I said no. And I made a sign that's a sticker that I've put all over the city. And I made it on wood because it is a peaceful sign until it isn't because you never know what's going to happen with these people around. And by these people, I mean evil, swastika-covered Nazis. Yeah.
0: Uh, A small group of the anti-immigration folks showed up, um, and the anti-fascist group kept them from coming onto the sidewalk and into the park. Uh, my name is Ryerson Wheatung, I'm from uh, Curve Lake First Nation, a uh, Treaty 20. I'm here to support um, our fellow people, indigenous people of the communities, and to stop this uh, racism and uh, hateful words that are going around uh, throughout the entire world. And why is it important to you to be here today? Uh, it's very important to me as a First Nations person because we've, uh, I've grown up with this all my life, my father's grown up with this, my uh, grandfathers, my forefathers before that, it's time to put a stop to it because it's not right in, uh, in our uh, frame of mind.
3: I'm uh, RJ. My, name, yeah, my name is Ashton Parks, uh, and I'm a resident of Peterborough, Ontario. I've been in this community my entire life, and I just came out here today because I was a little bit concerned uh, about the things I was seeing happen in my community.
2: I'm RJ Finley. I'm on the exact same platform. I'm even more concerned now that I've had two or three death threats by these people wearing red, calling themselves anti-fascists. So what was it that you saw that was concerning to you?
3: Well, what was concerning to me is seeing two extremist groups form in my city. One Naziist, white supremacist, the other one a communist sort of anti-fascist group. Uh, And the issue being is I've seen Charlottesville, I've seen Ferguson. My concern was seeing that same violence happen in my city. I will not tolerate it. I will not stand for it. Uh, I believe it needs to be opposed. And so I'm here today endorsing a moderate position of non-violence and for everybody to be peaceful. Uh, And my main statement is no Nazis, no commies period.
0: And what was happening to you guys earlier?
2: We got surrounded, we said that we didn't believe in communism or fascism, and then the anti-fa group surrounded us, started calling us Nazis, started banging the drums and yelling at us. They gave me a couple more death threats, so it was a pretty scary thing.
3: Uh, Well, they they initially thought we were white supremacists. I imagine it had to do with the fact we were dressed in suits, uh, that we were clean cut, we weren't hiding our faces. We were just sitting on the steps of the war memorial, as was our right. Uh, And they came up to us in bandanas, intimidating us, uh, chanting, several death threats were uttered. It was unbelievable. I've not seen this in my entire life in Peterborough. Uh, This is American-style identity politics in Canada. I won't stand for it. Uh, We're more rational in Canada and less emotional, and I think we can handle this in a proper manner uh, as a community. And this is, I feel, not the correct avenue to handle this. Um, That's why I'm here today. Um,
0: First of all, could you introduce yourself? Mariam Monsef. And um, why are you here?
1: I'm here because this is our community, and a lot of people work very hard, a lot of people sacrificed a lot so that we could have a welcoming community. And I'm here today to be witness and be part of efforts that say no to hate and to
0: protect what we've worked so hard to build. can be
3: able to have comrades from all across the province Coming to join us. And the reason that they could do that is because they showed them what happens when fascists organize in Toronto. They showed them what happens when fascists organize in Hamilton. They showed them what happens when fascists organize in Kingston. They showed them what happens when fascists organize in London. They showed them them the fascists will lose. And wonder what happens next time? The fascists will lose. No, they can't organize here either. And there soon will be nowhere they can organize. There will be nowhere in Ontario that is fascist friendly. We will make Ontario, we will make Canada a fascist free zone.
0: What was a peaceful gathering for most of the day was punctuated by a moment when a man, dressed in camo clothes and a t-shirt with Nazi symbols, as well as carrying a sign, showed up at Confederation Square. Anti-fascist organizers exchanged blows with him, and police intervened, arresting protesters, while the man in the t-shirt was able to leave down George Street. Protesters surrounded the cop cars they tried to leave with the arrested person. Police revved their engines into protesters and tried to leave the scene. Protesters chanted, let them go, and fighting fascists is not a crime. Several minutes later, police released the woman who had been arrested, and the protesters went back to their peaceful gathering. I spoke with the police after the rally. They indicated that they would be identifying and arresting anti-fascist protesters. As of October 13th, police have laid charges against two people, and they have released photos of others asking for the public's assistance in identifying protesters. You've been listening to a documentary called Voices from Confederation Square, September 30th. It was made by me, Aisha Barmania, for Peterborough Currents.